you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast with evangelist Nick Zayner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at zaynerministries.com. Now, here's evangelist Nick. A series that, uh, that has been amazing. And I want to talk about the practical things that you can apply to start soul winning. You know, many times people give you all this spiritual stuff. And honestly, that's what's happening in a lot of churches is they're talking about going after the harvest. They're talking about reaching their communities. They're talking about telling their people, hey, go and share Jesus, but they never give them anything practical. So today is going to be very, very practical on what you can start doing uh, in order to win the lost everywhere you go, because I don't want to just give you a bunch of, you know, hey, go go tell your neighbor, and then how do I, how do I go tell my neighbor? How do I go share my faith? So today is going to be stuff on that. And uh, this has just been an amazing time. And uh, I want to get into this right away. Number one, it's very practical. um, And it has a little bit less to do with the actual soul winning part. But I believe that this is crucial to believers who want to go to the next level with God. They need to have this uh, part of their walk with God, a part of their local church is number one, go to a church that is actively winning the lost. You would be surprised how many churches actually don't win the lost. They might have an altar call where Johnny comes back and gets rededicated or Susan, she's there and you know she answers the altar call on a Sunday, but most of the churches who say that they're winning souls and it's changing because we're different ministries are winning souls and churches are grabbing a hold of this. So it's not like we're, you know, only a few. There's a lot of churches winning souls, but many churches say they're winning souls and they're not. They're just leading people to the Lord again, Sunday after Sunday, or like I just said, it could be somebody's grandson comes to church and they get saved. And yes, that's, we all going to rejoice about that, but find a church that is actually winning the lost more than just on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night or whenever they have services, but who is actively doing something beyond that, doing outreaches, um, having training where they're winning souls, has a group of people who go into the community and actually share the gospel using any method at all, get into a church that is actively winning the lost. You might be listening right now and saying, well, what do I do if my church isn't winning souls, but I love my church and and I know that they're missing that? Because here's the thing, a lot of, I go into churches, I train pastors on how to lead people to Jesus. I train spiritual leaders and people who are in leadership. I train them. So I get that. And there's a lot of people who just don't know how, and they need a practical advice on how to do it. But number one, you need to pray uh, for your church if you're in a good church, but they don't have soul winning. You need to start praying for your leaders to grab a hold of soul winning and and then go to them and say, hey, have you ever considered... uh, letting somebody lead soul winning, or have you considered starting soul winning here? And uh, if they say, yeah, we'd like to, we just need people to help us do it, pray about becoming that person. You could be that the answer to the church. You could be the answer to them. And so you got to pray about it, and then you got to go to your leadership. This is very, very important. Don't just start a program within your church without going to your leadership, because they're in charge. And they're in charge of the church, and you need to go to them and say, hey, is this something you're considering? And 
I've guaranteed nine times out of ten, they're probably saying, yeah, we want to reach our community. Yes, we want people to come to Christ. But the thing is, is they, they can only do so much. They can't do everything. So pray about becoming that person. Or maybe you know somebody who's talking along the lines of winning souls, and you, you can say, hey, why don't we go together and talk to them, whatever. But always go to your leadership. Now, what happens if you go to them and they say, we're not interested in doing anything like that? Well, this is my advice. I would uh, consider finding a different church because Jesus told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And so it's our job as believers to win the lost. And if your pastor is not willing to lead anybody to Jesus himself and he doesn't even want his people to lead people to Jesus, I don't even know why they're even in the ministry. So I would find a different church. Now, there's you can see the difference between some who just don't have the help to do it and others who who literally just don't want to do it at all, period. There's a difference. That's why I want you to pray about it. Go to your leadership and talk to them. And then if they say yes, then then immediately start applying what I'm talking about and begin to take people out on the streets. So number one, you need to go to a church that's actively winning the lost. Very, very important when you're wanting to win souls. Because I'm an evangelist. I have my own ministry. But I'm not disconnected from the local church. I work along local churches to bring in the harvest of souls. If I'm doing an outreach in the community, I'm not just doing an out an outreach without trying to connect those people to the local church where we're giving out information for people to come to church on Sundays or whatever the, the services they have. You have to work along the local church. Yes, you can go out and start winning souls everywhere, and you should, I'm not saying you need to wait on uh, you know, a church to get behind you to share your faith. That's not what I'm saying. But eventually, uh, you want to connect people who you're leading to the Lord to a church. And uh, that's very inf- important. So it's good to first understand, am I at a church that's actively winning souls? If they're not, should I be the one to start winning souls and talk to my leadership? Or should I just go and find another church that's winning the lost actively and get behind their programs and their vision and what they're doing? That's number one. Number two, a good resource that this is the method that I use. I am not claiming that it's the only method, but it is a very effective method. It's been used to literally lead millions of people to the Lord. It's called the Gospel Soul Winning Script. And you can go right now, you can pause this and you can go straight to revival.com and search Gospel Soul Winning Script. And they have it in many, many different languages. You can print it off and you can use it immediately. And I'm going to do a little teaching, the practical teaching on how to use that script in particular. And uh, that's going to help you out. So you can go there, you can print that off, and you can start using that. That's revival.com. I'm going to go come back to that point. Number three. So number two, I would say go there, but have a method. What do I mean by method? Have a way. Don't just go out and say, okay, I'm just going to talk about Jesus. Because then you're going to go out there. And you're going to stop, you're going to get somebody who's going to potentially challenge your faith, talk about all this theologian type stuff, and you're out there for 45 minutes and you never lead that person to Jesus. You spend so much time arguing with them, so much time wasting your time, and then you go home discouraged and you're like, man, why did I even go out? I led no one to Jesus and I argued with a guy for 50 minutes. That's, you don't want that. And so that's why you have a method. You have tools in your in your belt. The Gospel Soul Winning Script is a great tool because it keeps you from arguments. It keeps you from getting into major, major arguments. Um, 
And uh, let me just get into that teaching now. Why not? Here we go. So the Gospel Soul Winning Script, if you read it at the very top, and if you, if you don't have it printed off yet, that's okay. I'm just going to briefly go over it. But this is a method that I use. So don't get hung up on the fact that you don't have it in your hand right now. I'm just going to show you and t actually tell you because you can't obviously see me. This is a voice recording. But I'm gonna, I am going to tell you how it works and give you a very brief training so that you're equipped. So the Gospel Soul Winning Script starts out with the love of God. Because the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. So we're not going out there telling everybody they're going to hell, which is true until they get saved. Uh, we're not going out there saying turn or burn. You're going you're gonna to die if you don't turn from your sins. Like none of that. We're going to come out there with the love of God and it starts like this. Has anyone ever told you that God loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your life? The love of God. It makes people think, has anyone ever told me that God actually loves me? And you would be surprised about, honestly, it's getting more and more people saying, no, they never heard that God loves them. And uh, so then you, the second question gets straight to the heart of the matter. It says, if you were to die this very second, do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven? This is where you pause, you give them an opportunity to respond. If they say anything other than, I'm saved, I'm born again, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And I often joke around and say, if they say, praise God, brother, I'm saved, they start screaming in tongues, running around, shouting, praising God, then you probably know they're saved and born again. But if they say anything other than that, you want to share the gospel with them. Because you can go to church, and just because you go to church doesn't mean that you're saved. Just as much as just because your car is in the garage doesn't make the car all of a sudden a garage. It's just, it's it's in there. It's the, it, just because, you know what I'm saying? So you, just because you go to church doesn't mean you're saved. And so we want to make sure people are born again. And so if they say anything other than Jesus is my Savior and the other examples, then you continue on with the Gospel Soul Script. And it says, I want to quickly share with you what the Holy Bible reads. And then the Bible says that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So literally by you simply reading the scriptures, the power of God for salvation is released and immediately the Holy Spirit begins to do what he does best and that's to convict the world of sin. And they, you don't have to do anything else other than just read it. I want you to just, just to say, just read it. Yeah, just read it. Keep it simple. The Bible says uh, that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and for the wages of sin is death, but the, God, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also says that for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you're whoever, right? Of course you are. We all are. The gospel is presented. At this point, they're receiving the conviction of God to get saved. And then it goes on in, to say, I'm going to say a quick prayer for you. You go straight into the prayer. You don't give them an opportunity, you know, because if you say, hey, can I pray for you? This person is already feeling uncomfortable, not because of you at this point, but because of the sin in their life. They're getting convicted. If you say, hey, can I pray for you? Sometimes you give them a way out. We don't want to give people a way out. We want to lead them to Christ. So you go straight into a prayer. I'm going to say a quick prayer for you. And if you don't get their name right off the get-go, don't worry about it. Just say, my friend. So let's say we didn't get their name. Lord, bless my friend and her family with a long and healthy life. Jesus, do a quick work in her heart. If she has not received Jesus as her Lord and Savior, I pray that she will do so 
now. Then you go straight into the prayer for salvation. If you would like to receive this gift that God has for you today, say this out loud and believe it in your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, then you pause. You give them an opportunity to respond. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Wash me and cleanse me. All the way till the end. And then at the very end, let's say they say, Amen. They're saved. They're born again. They're on their way to heaven because they believe in Jesus. Amen. Now at this point, you say, Hey, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I tell you, your sins are forgiven. Remember to run to God and not from God because He loves you and He has a plan for your life. At that point, you invite them to church. You pray for them for healing. Let's say they need healing in their body, whatever the case is. Now you administer uh, further with uh, the power gifts and everything else that God wants to do. But that's, an, a, that's a method. That's a practical method to lead somebody to Jesus. Keeps you out of arguments. Because if they say anything other than Jesus is the Lord and Savior, you just kind of ignore it. Say, praise God. Continue on with the script. You get into the scripture. You pray for them. You lead them to Jesus through the sinner's prayer, which is basically the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you'll be saved. So you're just doing what the scripture says. They receive Jesus. Then you invite them to church. And then if you make a great connection, you could say, hey, I want to pick you up on Sunday and take you to church. What's your address? I want to pick you up. And then now, boom, you're getting them in the car. You're taking them to church. It's a method. It's a practical method. And you have to, you have, to have a method. You got to have a way that you're, gonna, you're going to talk to people. Unless you're just one of those really good people who know how to talk to people, which they're out there. Praise God. Thank God you're one of them. I know I wasn't one of them before, uh, before God did a work in my heart. I needed practical advice like this, and I started applying it, and I'm telling you guys, literally thousands of people later, I'm not exaggerating, thousands have been saved through myself and my wife, and then millions through the script. So it's just a method. It ain't the only method, but it is a very effective method. So number two, have a practical method to lead people to Jesus. My example, the gospel soul winning script. Number three, practical advice to starting soul winning personally is, this is so important. Don't wait to feel led by God. Do not wait to feel led by God. What do I mean by that? This is so important. Many people are always waiting to feel led of God to share their faith with anybody. Well, brother, you know, I didn't, I didn't uh, talk to that person because I just didn't feel led to talk to them. But you were already commanded by Scripture to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Is that person not fitting into the category of every creature? Because you don't have to feel led when God has already commanded you to do something in Scripture. And so a very, this is very, very practical. Share your faith with anyone that you see. Now, obviously, there's times when you've got to be sensitive to the Lord, you know, in different places and stuff, but don't rely on always feeling led to share your faith. Just start sharing your faith. Because when you start just sharing your faith, then God will begin to use you even more specifically in different places where you do feel led. Because I've shared stories as we've been doing the series on when I felt God speak to my heart to talk to people. Those are times when you feel spirit-led. But there's other times when you just want to get started soul winning, you just need to go out and talk to every single person. 
and break that fear off your life. Break that intimidation, that insecurity. It will break it off your life. Yes, you're going to experience some rejections, but guess what? They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the message. So don't wait to feel led. Too many people are waiting to feel led to do anything that the Bible has already commanded you to do. It's similar to uh, tithing. The Bible says to bring your tithes into the storehouse and prove me, saith the Lord of hosts. I mean, you're not always waiting every Sunday to feel led to tithe. You tithe because you know the Bible says to tithe. If we waited to feel led to tithe, we never would tithe because we never feel 100% led or we never feel great about doing that. So don't wait for a feeling. Faith is, has nothing to do with feelings. Faith is trusting and stepping out on what God has already said to do. And he's going to show up and back up when you take a step. So faith without works is dead. The opposite of faith is sight. Don't wait to feel a feeling to share your faith. That one gets so many believers. I go into churches and I'm teaching soul winning, and uh, we go out, and I, we come back, and I always talk about having a soul goal, this kind of going with the one before. When you want to go out and share your faith, put a goal down, because if you don't have a goal, you're not going to go and reach anybody, because if you aim at zero, you're going to hit zero, so make sure you have a goal. I always tell people, a lot of you probably listening, maybe you've never led anybody to Jesus. Make your goal one person this week. Say, guess what? I'm going to lead one person to Jesus this week. And once you break that barrier of one, it's game over. But don't wait to feel led. I go train people, and we come back, and I'm going around, how many did you have? I had two, I had three, I had five, I had eight. Uh, okay, how about you? Oh, I didn't have any. I didn't really feel led to talk to really anybody like this. Um, I did pray for people on the side. No, you didn't feel, you were you were afraid. You didn't follow instructions. You didn't stick to the practical script. You did not do what you were, you did not obey. And so you, if you are waiting to feel led, you're going to always probably hit zero. So do not do that. I can't stress that one enough because I see it so often and it cripples people because they're waiting for a feeling. We, we can't put God into our natural feelings. Yes, we can. We can feel him. We can feel his presence at times. I love that when it happens. And uh, you, can, you can sense him with your senses at times. But true walking by faith has nothing to do with your, your senses at all. So don't wait to feel led. Number four, pray like it all depends on God and then go like it all depends on you. This is something that I pray, God, please get it into every listener. Every time we go train, uh, do training, uh, every time I speak, Lord, please get the, open their eyes of their understanding. We have to pray like it all depends on God. So I'm not saying we don't pray. We need to pray. But many believers are sitting on the sidelines of prayer. And they're never putting any action to their prayers. Prayer is an avenue which we communicate with God, but it's not just one way. He's going to communicate back to you and give you instructions on what you need to do. And what we need to do 
is to respond to what he says. And this is what Jesus said. Get this in your spirit. The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. If you can grab a hold of this, you're going to do damage to the kingdom of darkness. Jesus said to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers. When you say, yes, Lord, I will be a laborer in the harvest field, you are literally answering the prayer of Jesus. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father praying for laborers to be sent out because he did not die for no reason. He died for the harvest of souls. He died so that more men and women can come into the kingdom of God and accept the free gift of salvation. But he uses men and women like you and I to share the gospel for people to receive this message. He does not use angels, though they will help us. Aren't they not sent forth ministers to those who inherit salvation? They're there to help us. But they're not there to preach the gospel. That's my job. That's your job. We have to preach the gospel. And when we pray like it all depends on God, God, we pray. Lord, we thank you for the harvest of souls. We thank you, Father, that you prepare the hearts of the people. We thank you, Lord, that there's divine appointments awaiting for us, Lord, today, that when we open our mouths, people are going to get saved. They're going to get convicted. They're going to get healed. We're praying. Lord, thank you for the fire of God. Fill us up to pour us out. Fill us up to pour us out. And he comes and he touches us and he fills us. But then we got to get up and we got to go like it all depends on us because it does. It all depends upon the people of God to go into all the world and preach the gospel and to reap this harvest that is waiting to receive Jesus. Jesus said, look up, do not think for four, that you have to wait four months for the harvest to be reaped. It is ready now. The harvest of souls is ready, but we must pray like it all depends on God and then go. Simply go. Simply, yes, Lord. This week, I'm going to lead one person to Jesus. By you doing that, you are saying, yes, I'm a laborer. And we got to change that the laborers are few to the laborers are in abundance. Every church, every believer, each one reaching one, that's how multiplication will take place. That's how we do damage to the kingdom of darkness. You want to do damage to the kingdom of darkness? Start ripping people out of hell and populating heaven. Start taking people who the devil has been using for years to bring damage and rip them out of his plans and purposes and put them into the plans and purposes of God. That's how you do damage. But we got to pray for the harvest, but then we got to go. We cannot sit on the sidelines any longer. We can't wait on the next great evangelist to come to town, but thank God they come to town. And I'm not against that. I'm for that. That's an accelerator. But it shouldn't be, let's wait in another 10 years for the great evangelist to come back. It should be, thank God he's here now, and let's continue to work once he leaves. That's how this thing works. And you have to say, yes, Lord, I'll go. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll be whoever you want me to be. Not my will, but thine be done. And guess what he's going to say? Great, I want you to be a laborer because the laborers are few. Amen. I remember the Lord spoke to me when I was 
uh, praying about what I was going to do in the ministry. I knew I was called, uh, but my plans weren't working out. And I remember him speaking to my heart, and he said, I need you in the harvest field. I need you out there. The laborers are few. I need you in the harvest field. And I said, yes, Lord, I'll keep doing what I'm doing until you tell me, until you take me home, because he needs more people winning souls. And that's been my heart to do this six-part series with you. Guys, answer the call. The call is, yes, Lord, use me. Yes, Lord, I'm available. I'll share my faith at school. I'll share my faith at the workplace. I'll share my faith in the marketplace. I'll, I'll get involved at a church who has some type of outreach event, some type of soul winning event, and I'm going to go and share my faith. Maybe they don't have that. Now, guess what you, What do you do? You go to your leader and say, hey, we I want to win souls. I feel in my heart we have to go out and win the lost. Can I be a part? Can I implement a program? Or will, do you have a plan? And if they say no, but I want one, then reach out to me. Go to our website. Send me a message. I'll do the best I can to help you. Maybe I can even come to your church and help uh, lay the foundation for it. I don't know. Whatever God wants. But what I'm saying is, is you gotta. It's time to take action. Faith without works is dead. We must take action to the gospel. Come on. How many times do we hear the gospel uh, preached in America, preached in our pulpits, yet we never do anything with it? It's just we can't allow it to just continue just to hit us in the pews. We must take it to the from the pews into outside the four walls of the church and share our faith. And I believe that you're not listening to this six-part series by accident, but you're listening because God's ordained you to be a soul winner because it's not what you do, it's who you are, it's your DNA, and something's being unlocked in you today. And I believe the fire of God is going to come upon you right now in the name of Jesus, a fire that cannot be quenched, a fire that is going to say, yes, Lord, I'm going to share my faith everywhere I go. So lift your hands right where you're at if you're able. I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you said that they would be endued with power to be a witness. You, you told the early church to wait, to be endued. So Lord, we thank you that right now, that the fire of the Holy Ghost would fall upon every single person listening, fill them up with the Holy Ghost and fire, burn everything out that would hinder them from going out into the harvest field. Lord, we thank you that these people listening today will go into all the world and preach the gospel. Lord, that they'll say, yes, Lord, I'll be a labor in the harvest field to bring in this end time harvest of souls. And we thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' mighty name. If you believe it and you receive it, just shout amen right where you're at. Come on. If you've received a touch from God, if this has blessed you, will you go to our website, zanerministries.com? At the bottom, it says testimony, and send us your testimony. Send us what this is, what has God has done through this, because we want to hear from you. And uh, leave us a review. Let us know what God has been doing. And uh, I want to hear reports from people who listen to this, who say, guess what? I went out soul winning on this day. I led my first person to Jesus, or I just led 10 people to the Lord. Send that to us. It's going to bless us so much. I love you guys. It's such an honor. Ministries.com and click the Give Now button to become a monthly covenant partner today.